0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. Today is Friday, April 17th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer, Noel Bianchi. Here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Hey, uh, what's going on everybody? How are you two? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, You two is referring to myself and another guest that we have on this podcast, and that is recurring guest, Sergio Colchester, one of the one of the beloved uh, figures of this podcast, and we're going to be looking at the beloved figures in Red Wings history. Uh, we're in the second half of our Elite Eight of the 64-man uh, bracket to determine the greatest slash most influential slash coolest slash whatever the criteria is at that point in time. Red Wing of all time. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We had some great discussions yesterday when it was – Steve Eisman over Mr. I, Nicholas Lidstrom over Scotty Bowman. If you haven't listened to those already, be sure to do that before you come here. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, We started a giveaway the other day where we were giving out a uh, a, a personalized autographed copy of the Russian Five from the author Keith Gave, who we had earlier uh, on the show earlier this week. So uh, be sure to follow us on there because I I think we're going to be trying to do more stuff like that, get the people engaged. And we'd love to hear your opinion as well. So uh, hop on there. Uh, today, we got two more really good matchups. It is the number six seed overall, Sergey Fedorov versus the number 13 overall, Chris Osgood. And the number two, Gordie Howe, versus the number seven, Ted Lindsey. So the final four will be, uh, the tickets will be punched today for the final four. Um, unfortunately, there is no cool remote location that we're going to record from uh, like that tournament is. You we can know, take Ethan to thing. the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, that like Kelly. In like July or August or something, <laughs> and, and Marcel Pronovost. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. We got number six overall, Sergey Fedorov, versus number thirteen overall, <clears throat> Chris Osgood. We're going to be doing this in the same format that we did it yesterday, where we're just you know collectively as a group making an argument for each player. And I'll start for Sergey Fedorov. I think, to me, there is if you if you want to talk influence, and I've been talking a lot of influence. We talked about it with Mike Illich. We talked about it with Scotty Bowman. I don't know if there's another player who's worn the winged wheel who has more influence on Red Wings history than Sergei Fedorov. He comes in. He gets drafted by the organization in 1989. Nobody ever thinks he's going to play a second here. By the very next year, he's in a Red Wings uniform, did something out of his mind, defected from the Soviet Union, the Iron Curtain, comes over here, is the first to do it, encourages Vladimir Konstantinov and other later draft picks to do the same, uh, put together one of the greatest uh, factions, if you will, in hockey history in the Russian five, uh, which ends up being kind of the cornerstone of the, uh, the, the cup runs that Detroit goes on in 97 and 98, as well as reaching the finals in 95. So to me, I think that's where it starts and ends with Sergei Fedorov. There's a lot of other arguments that could be made. But I'll see if one of you two have him before we start pulling him out.
1: Sergei Fedorov is, in every, in every sense of the word, a legend. He's an icon. You know, I, can, I don't even need to talk about – I don't need to say his name. I can just say White Skate, the hair, five goals in one game, Anna Kornikova. Um, he's, he was – a rock star in hockey is a way that nobody – you know, Alex Ovechkin raising the cup a couple of years ago was one of the, the coolest things I've ever seen. Alex Ovechkin's sort of existence lifted hockey from being, you know, this pretty vanilla sport that doesn't really cross over into the mainstream very much. Sergei, Sergei Fedorov did that in Detroit just with sheer individuality, uniqueness, coolness, and most importantly, the most, the, you know, he was Pavel Datsuk before I made any of these arguments I made last week about Pavel Datsuk. Pure enjoyment to watch. He was the fastest guy on the ice. He had the best shot on the ice. He had the moves. He had the hands. Um, he, was, he was just dynamite. Uh, he played forward. He played defense. He did whatever you wanted him to do, uh, and at times dominated the game more. Uh, dominated the game in the ways that guys with far more significant names than he has had. You know, he dominated. He dominated the game in moments like a Sidney Crosby or or a Mario Lemieux or a Wayne Gretzky. His problem was that he was inconsistent, but when he flashed it, there, you know, there was no, there was nobody like him that in 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 terms of skill. Uh, you know, there's my case for for Sergey Fedorov. He was he was just so cool. He was such a celebrity. Uh, he was yeah.
2: He was just the man. He he was like. He's like the gold standard of hockey player. Like he's, and he transcended sports. Like he was dating a tennis star. Like he had like, probably should avoid that topic. You know, I I mean, mean, (laughs) it it goes into what I'm talking about though. Like it's not like he was the person he's up against this round was a definition of blue collar. And he had to work for everything that he got in his career, even with Detroit, you know? So, like, when he's – when you're doing that, I like, if you're looking at it that way, you know, like, he's – he's Fedorov's white collar. Osgood. Yeah, but he's Russian Good white point. collar, white, which is bad cage. ass. <laughs> white cage white collar, baby. So, but going into Osgood, like Osgood was the dude that, I mean, everybody, everybody that I've talked to likes Chris Osgood. He's, he's not this guy that was given the starting job and he rode with it for 20 years. He was this guy that consistently had to battle for a position on a team that needed that position the least. And for him to be able to come here, be the starter, and then he leaves, goes to the Islanders off waivers, and then he goes to St. Louis. And then years after that, he comes back and he moves into the same house that he never sold in Detroit, and he wins us another cup. Battling, battling Dominic Hashek for that. And he takes over from Hasek in the playoffs and wins us another Stanley Cup. He had to change his entire style of the way he played the position throughout his career to evolve with the times a lot of goalies couldn't do that and they fell out of the league but osgood was able to take was worked hard enough to where he was consistently with well consistently in the nhl granted didn't spend all of the time here but he still is ranked highest on in wins or second on wins he's honestly i mean i don't know why he isn't but it's because he was on a team with 10 hall of famers on and off that he's not in the hockey hall of fame. But in my opinion, the way and, and the fact that he's still working in Detroit for Fox sports, Detroit does the away games with um, Ken Daniels. I mean, he's still a huge part of this organization and will continue to be for an years, another decade or two. I mean, the
0: guys, he could be, he could still be 70 and doing this. Sergio, I know you're an Oscar guy. We'll go with you next.
1: So, you know, Ethan talked a lot about, you know, the on the ice stuff when it comes to Chris Osgood. Uh, I don't think that there's really a competition here with when it comes to on the ice stuff. It's not even close. Sergey Fedorov is one of the greatest to ever do it. Chris Osgood probably isn't on anybody's list of the 10 greatest bowlers of all time. Um, but th- that's not what this bracket's about. This bracket is about who is the best, you know, who's the most iconic figure. In, Red Wings history, who's the, who's the greatest figure in Red Wings history, and the, the functional term for that being Red Wing. Any other team in the league, any other team in the NHL would have 91 up in the rafters right now. The Red Wings don't. And the reason that 91 is not up in the rafters is because Sergei Fedorov, made the decision, the, the cold-blooded calculation that he wanted to leave Detroit and go to L.A. and play for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, that cannot be ignored. It, 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 it's almost it's, it's okay, perfect that okay. he goes up against Chris Okay, Okay. No no no, perfect, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. No, hold a, on. Let me, let me cut you off well, right there I, I, because, make, all right, sorry, go. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> it's getting heated. I'm getting it's fired perfect. up. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: Chris Osgood is the exact type of David to go up against this Goliath when it comes to that uh, virtue of loyalty. and of you know pride in detroit and honor in wearing the winged wheel chris osgood never wanted to be anywhere but here and there were a lot of forces at play pushing him out of that red wings crease you know he lost the job in 1995 as a, as a super young goalie to mike vernon who came in and and, and took his job and and you know, won the Stanley Cup for the Red Wings in 1997, but Chris Osgood persisted and overcame Mike Vernon and took the job back from him and then led the Red Wings to what I believe is the most significant of their Stanley Cup championships in 1998. Um, and, and, and then, you know, continued on. The, the, there was a little bit of disappointment over the next couple of years with getting bounced. From Hold on. The, from the let playoffs. me, let me
0: clarify real quick by disappointment. It means he was outplayed badly in 2001 by Manny legacy badly outplayed by Well, Manny he, legacy.
1: he ended up being pushed, pushed, pushed out again. And, and, and Ethan brings up, Ethan said, you know, I can't think of anybody that has anything bad to say about Chris Osgood. Well, Ethan, I'm a little bit older than you. And, and I'll tell you, it's somebody who was a child and, and Chris Osgood was my favorite player. There were a lot of people with a lot of bad things to say about Chris Osgood. He was a very, pol- he was a very polarizing figure. He was, you know, the when they talk about the, the Lions, when they say the Lions backup quarterback or the Red Wings backup goalie are the most beloved figures in, in, uh, in Detroit sports. You know, there were a lot of people that were, that, that, that were anti-Chris Osgood and did not think that he was the guy and thought that he was what was holding the team back. But he overcame that, won the cup in ninety eight, got bounced again unnecessarily, by, by Dominic Hashik, and, and was off. Unnecessarily, the team in he was terrible
0: in two thousand and one. You I'll let you
1: I'll let you make your point, Nolan. But here's what happened. Several no, years later, because because of the sheer uh, magnetic magnetic force binding Chris Osgood to the city of Detroit and to the the wing wheel sweater. He came back here as a journeyman goalie to back up Dominic Hasek in 2007 and 2008. And he overcame that again as the underdog and and took over the starting job and won the Red Wings, the 2008 Stanley Cup. The next year was an all-star in 2009 was a, was a fundamental part of a great team that should have won another Stanley Cup. And I have a feeling it, you got something it, to say it, about that, Nolan. Yeah, I do. But, but, he, but he, was, he, he took the wings to the Cup Finals and, and played excellent for, for almost all of the playoffs. And so what is this city? What is Detroit? Detroit is a blue-collar, underdog town. Uh, it, at its core, in its blood. And Sergei Fedorov didn't want any part of that, and he left for the glitz and glamour of LA. And Chris Osgood embodies all of that. And against all of those forces pushing him away, stayed, persisted, won three cups with the Red Wings, two is the, the starter, and should be four cups, and is now going to be the Red Wings color commentator that takes over for Mickey Redmond eventually. And for those reasons, he is, he is the Red Wings. And I'm going to go with Chris Osgood.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you didn't even <laughs> give me a, a second to refute this. You guys are making some asinine Hold on, hold on. You guys are making some asinine points. You guys keep saying, oh, oh, Chris Osgood, he, he just wanted to be a Red Wing. Guess what? So do I. How does that make anybody, like, (laughs) I've wanted to be a Red Wing for 23 years? Sick. And then you keep saying, oh, he kept coming back, despite the fact that people kept trying to push him out the door. To me, if you're going to go to the final four of greatest Red Wings figures of all time and people can't wait for you to get the hell out of here, you can't stay in Detroit. You have to keep going against all this adversity. I don't know how you can say that, like, you – You know, you mentioned that Sergei Fedorov has a strike against him because he left. People hate Sergei Fedorov because of how bad it hurt when he left them. I don't know how you can say that that counts against Sergei Fedorov if you look at somebody like Chris Osgood and say he was somebody that the Red Wings continuously tried to and successfully lived without. To me, that's, and that's all it breaks down to. And then you want to bring up these arguments. Oh, he overcame, you know, being the backup. Hey, guess what? Play well enough to be the starter. No. Dominic Cossack wasn't like that great in 2008. He was pulled from that. Yes, Chris Osgood did come in to an incredible team. And he did win them a Stanley Cup. I'm not discounting that.
2: He I have a piece up coming them. up on
0: the hockeywriters.com about that exact moment. That game, uh, that game four in Nashville, where Dominic Kossack was pulled, he just had a bad, bad game. Like, in this argument, keeps coming up where he he overcame, he overcame, guess what, greatest of all time, most influential of all time, final four in those distinctions doesn't overcome. They are the greatness, they are the standard that others overcome. You guys are absolutely ridiculous if you put Chris. I Austin haven't picked Sunday. anybody yet. I'm gonna go with Federal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I had, I, I just aren't <laughs> argued a lawyer. I feel I I just things that just happen to my body are indescribable. <laughs> And right, if, cool. if you guys could
2: if you guys listening could could see what we're what we were going through here Sergio was just had put down his phone and he's just pacing around his house and we just see him <laughs> in the background as he's coming up with this like he's talking to to a jury it was it was fascinating <laughs> it was pretty good
0: All right
1: cool Listen, I made my case we came to the right conclusion um I'm happy that I got to make my point and uh you know, I'm just – I'm very, very proud that we got Chris Osgood into the Elite Eight. Yeah, same, same. Uh, and and it, was, it was a great run. It was always an underdog.
0: You know, you guys want to know something from the time? This is just a fun little mm. stat. Uh, from 2006 to 2009 as a Red Wing, Chris Osgood, a save percentage of 900. Goals against average, 2.61. I'm just saying. I, I was having a heart attack okay, right, as I okay. thought that Chris Osgood was going on to the next okay.
2: round so Sergio remember how you said that you know I was too like I just keep a very small circle and I don't really have any friends that don't like Chris Osgood you know like that just that was never oh. a thing to me if something was that came up like no one was really pressing himself here with trying to get Fedorov over it started no it no, no, no 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 it's not that
0: I don't like Chris Osgood I love Chris Osgood know, but the I fact that you bad about him I, I understand that but like the your arguments for him being one of the greatest four of all time is insane. That's all. That's all I thought.
1: Well, I think there's a part of the Chris osgood legacy and story that you can't really get from looking at the history books and the and the uh, the stat sheets. It's it's the story is something that was happening in real time uh, with just the tumult of who was going to be the starting goalie of the Red Wings. You know. This rookie came in and he was kind of a phenom, played a very, very unusual style, uh, you know, had great games, had awful games, made incredible saves, let in terrible goals, mishandling the puck. Uh, He was a real significant figure that sort of transcended, you know, just the regular day to day of, of, of the sports world.
0: All right. Well said, Sergio. Thank you for that send-off. And I want to make clear, I like I said, I don't hate Chris Osgood. It's just, you know, whatever. Uh, last matchup we of the day, it. number two, Gordie Howe overall versus number seven overall, Ted Lindsey. Uh, to me, I mean, we got to be a little bit quick with this. We are in a bit of a time restriction. But also, I think this one's kind of a no-brainer. Two guys who played on... Uh, that that same line, the production line, way back in the 50s during the the Wings' previous glory years, before the glory years that we had uh, experienced over the last 30 years or so. But uh, two guys of an equal stature, but one of them was known as the greatest hockey player of all time until Wayne Gretzky came along, and that's Gordie Howe. So I I don't know if there's much of an argument that could be made about Terrible Ted as great as he was. Uh, I don't know that's that's just kind of where i'm at
2: yeah yeah i think we've
0: said enough
1: about Ted lindsey i think we've i think that we will say enough about gordie howe moving forward this is you know the you know the comparison is right there they played at the same time they played on the same line one of these guys was clearly a more significant hockey player that's not a product of the insignificance of Ted lindsey it's a product of you know, Gordy Howe being Gordy Howe, being yeah, Mr. Howe. Right. So yep, it's, right. it's Gordy Howe, obviously. Yep.
0: All right. Goodbye, Terrible Ted. We will miss you. We did give him a swan song on last week's episode. So if you didn't hear that, go back, check out the Sweet 16. Lots of great arguments on that one. We were rational. We were, we Last week is really when we started to shore up the rationality. It's been good ever since. We hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, episode. Next week. We will do the final four, one matchup on Thursday, one matchup on Friday. Thursday's matchup will be Steve Eiserman versus Nicholas Lidstrom, and then on Friday we'll have Gordy Howe versus Sergei Fedorov. Frankly, I think that any number of these things could go any way. I'm excited to talk about it. I know you're excited to listen to it, so be sure to go ahead and download, rate, and subscribe. Also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings, trying to get some participation on that listener's bracket. Uh, you guys are coming down to the final four as well. Big decisions to be made. Uh, last words for, for either of you?
1: Yeah, boys. I think we I think we came down to the right final four.
0: I, I do to. so too.
2: Yeah,
0: I think, I think we did a good you job. know
1: it was it was a weird bumpy ride here, but I, I think we're definitely we have the right four.
2: Yeah, we Absolutely. definitely deserve to give ourselves a pat on the back. I think yeah. this is – good job, guys. I, I, the there was a thing. part
0: of me – that was a part of me after the round of 32 where I was like, man, I'm going to get killed when Tyler Bertuzzi makes his way into this final four of this bracket. But uh, luckily that didn't happen. Cooler heads, calmer heads, <laughs> more rational heads prevailed. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that does it for us. For this week, we'll see you on the other side of this weekend. Be safe, stay healthy, stay inside. And Sergio?
1: In the current boys that's right we'll see you guys and girl <laughs>